We bring you greetings this morning uh, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm grateful unto the Lord for this great opportunity to be able to share with you here at First Baptist on this morning. I am certainly appreciative to the invitation, the friendship of our presenter this morning, Brother Rodney Phillips. But I do want to take a moment to honor our pastor, amen, Dr. Chris Gwynn. Oh, Gwynn. He, he likes to owe on there. <laughs> he, he, he fixed it up for me. Pastor Gwen, I thank him for his his uh, genuine friendship and hospitality, and also for his prayers this morning. Uh, we want to thank him for sharing his pulpit this morning, allowing us to stand in this sacred place. And we want to first pause and give honor unto God, because God has been good to all of us. I don't know how good he's been to you, but he's been great and so wonderful to me in my life. And I do honor the Lord this morning. I heard the writer David when he said, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praises shall continually be in my mouth. I've got something to praise God for, because according to those who are in the profession of medicine, I shouldn't be here right now, but I'm here by the grace of God. Amen. I wonder if anybody in the building can say that, because God has seen us through many dangerous terrors and, and snares and we know without the Lord on our side, life wouldn't be possible. And so I want to thank him. You know, my brothers and sisters, it's been a while since I preached at a Southern Baptist church. Amen. <laughs> uh, uh, sometimes individuals can be quiet and it's hard for us to gather ourselves and be who we are. I'm a gospel preacher, but I want you to understand that I've been born again. Amen. Amen. And I've been born by the Spirit of the living God. And, and uh, I want you to know that every now and then, amen, the Spirit blesses me. And if it blessed me today, don't get afraid and get up and run out. <laughs> Because we sometimes, General Baptists, we get a little happy, and our tone changes. And when our tone changes, that means that there is a power that is overtaking us, and we rhythmize, or we become rhythmic, and we sort of carry that little melody along with what is said at the time, but I want you to know that I want to thank God for 
you and you allowing us to come, amen, uh, and share with you this morning. I've been watching you, First Baptist, for 45 years that I've been in the community here at Channel Groves. And we've raised our children here, and our four children, and the wife and I, I've been married for 45 years. She's been bossing me for most of those years. <laughs> and not only do we have four children, but we have five grandchildren. And I'm 65 years old. No, I'm not. See, I had you convinced. I'm 69 years old. And I'm just about over the hill. And there are some things that's not important to me. The thing that is important is that I serve the Lord and I do what God would desire for me to do. I'm often concerned about how people view me. But then, then after a while, we just need to learn to be who we are and be satisfied and be comfortable within ourselves and our flesh. So I'm going to ask that you would pray with us and pray for us this morning as we share with you. I thank God for the men group, amen, and uh, for the invitation and for the opportunity to work side by side and for the food this morning, which I could not enjoy because I've been nervous all week long. <laughs> and I was nervous because I thought I was going to be the morning speaker. And then I found out through a text that I was going to be the worship leader speaker. And this tore my nerves up. <laughs> I've been tore up all week long. And I said, that Rodney Phillips, he got me again. To our humble, honorable mayor, we want to thank him for his presence this morning, my friend, uh, Brother Charles Seifert, and I, I thank God for his presence. And most of you know my wife, because she's the only one that looks like me that's in here. <laughs> but uh, her name is Vanessa, and... I'm thankful that she's with us this morning as well. Now, I know you like to eat at a certain time. And we black Baptists seem to stay in church all day. <laughs> and I'm going to do what I can to get out of your way so that you won't talk about me. <laughs> and all I need for you to do as my pastor used to say, if I say something that you know is true, I just need you to give me an amen here and there. Though of you, those of you who had yo-yos, you know the yo-yo, you used to reel it down and then reel it back up. Well, if you have an amen in your pocket, take it out, put it on your string, and every now and then... When the word is shared with you, I want you to yo-yo that amen. Can you say amen? amen. All right. We on, we on track. <laughs> amen. Now, my brothers and sisters, 
uh, I'd just like to pray momentarily. Eternal God, our Father, thank you for life. I thank you for health and strength. I thank you, Lord, for being the Lord of my life. I thank you, Lord, for the call into the ministry. Lord, you know that I'm your servant, and I want to do your will and do it to your grace and to your honor. I pray for your strength. I pray for your help and your guidance this morning. Use me, Lord, but hide me behind the cross that this morning people will not see me, not see Arthur, but will see the Jesus that's in me. God, thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we pray that you would send the Spirit, but you said that your Spirit would be wherever we gather, and we gather in your name. And I want to thank you, Lord. Well, Father, help this thy servant at this hour, and Lord, all glory and honor will be thine. This we pray in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. I'd like to invite your attention to a very familiar passage of Scripture that can be found in Matthew's Gospel. Somewhere over the evening, I felt an urge to change the message, to change the Scripture. But early this morning, the Lord encouraged me to stay with our present scripture. So, you don't make me nervous. I'm just nervous. So pray with me. The fifth chapter, verses 1 and 2, we would like to read for your hearing. And seeing the multitude... He went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them. And seeing the multitude, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, From this passage of scripture, we would like to use an unusual topic, an unusual subject. And this subject is applied, it is sent out to the men, the brotherhood of this church. Why serve is the question. Can you say that with me? Why serve? All right, all right. Y'all with me now? Amen. Why, sir? As I've already stated, this is an unexpected moment and a privilege in my life that God has given to me this opportunity to preach his gospel at such a time as this. I want to take a moment, first of all, to give God the glory. And the honor and the praise, for he is worthy. For David wrote, again I say unto you, Bless the Lord, O my soul, 
and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. You see, my brothers and sisters, I don't know about you, but not only has God been good to me, but God has forgiven me of all of my iniquity. And I don't know about you, but I've been a big sinner in my life. Amen. I'm not going to tell you because you won't believe the whole thing. But he forgave me all of my iniquities. And not only that, but God healed me from all of my diseases. A few years ago, they told me that I wouldn't make it because of my heart condition. Amen. And my family was concerned. I gave up working a job. And not only that, but I gave up the ministry some three years ago. Because I was concerned about my health. But you want to know something I found out is God is a doctor yes. in my sick room. Yes. Amen. Amen. That's y'all's cue. <laughs> and, and I'm like David. I know God has blessed me and God has been with me. But this morning, my text is taken from the gospel according to Matthew. You see, Matthew was also called Levi. And Matthew was a Jew of Galilee. And uh, he had taken uh, service as a tax gatherer under the Roman oppressor. He was, uh, therefore, one of the hated and ill-reputed Republicans. no. He was a hated publican. <laughs> you see, my brothers and sisters, uh, we find that Matthew became a follower of Jesus. And uh, not only that, but everyone that follows and serves the Lord are not without some kind of fault or some kind of sin. But you know, Jesus embraces all of mankind. You have to keep in mind that Matthew wrote the gospel. He wrote it to provide his readers with an eyewitness account of Jesus' life. You see, uh, he wrote second to assure his readers that Jesus was God's son and the long-awaited Messiah foretold by the Old Testament prophets. And he also wrote to show that God's kingdom was manifest in and through Jesus. Matthew was concerned, as you and I ought to be concerned, that his readers understood that Israel, for the most part, rejected Jesus and refused to believe because he was a spiritual Messiah instead of uh -huh, one who was uh, into politics. Amen. That's a problem in our society today. Amen. We always want to be what the world wants us to be. But Jesus had a call in his life. My brothers and sisters, not only this, but we find now uh, that when a person makes his or her mind up to follow and accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, we should understand that there is so much more 
uh, that comes along and that is expected of you than just coming forth and believing and repenting and joining the church. I want you to know God expects more of us than just those things. God expects us to surrender our whole life unto him. He expects us to dedicate and finally we ought to have a willingness to serve. Amen. You see, my brothers and sisters, uh, we ought to let Christ be our example. So oftentimes we think just because we hold an office in the church, amen, that we are doing what we need to do. Sometimes we think because <clears throat> that we sing on the choir, amen, we're participating and we're doing all that God expects us to do. But I want you to know this work that we do is about winning souls for the kingdom. Am I right about it? You have to understand, my brothers and sisters, this is not our home, but we're just passing through. Amen. God's got a home for us. Amen. That's sitting on high. I want you to know the work that we do, my brothers, especially is kingdom work. Kingdom work means that this is not our home, but the Lord has went back. And when he left, he said, I go to prepare a place for you where you shall be also. I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, somewhere in my spirit, I believe that God is coming back again. Am I right about it? That's why y'all ought to be applauded. Amen. I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, amen, God has been so good to you and I, and he's done so much for us. Ours is an opportunity of a lifetime. How we live and how we serve can determine how our eternal lives will be spent out. In the text that I have read this morning, Jesus is taking the liberty what some believe to be the first sermon, to preach the first sermon and his most profound message to not only his disciples, but to uh, a multitude of people. So oftentimes we feel good about just testifying in church. But you ought to take that testimony to somebody else. Am I right about it? Amen, y'all. Amen. Yeah, my brothers and sisters, uh, many of us are just so happy, amen, because we're serving in the church. But I want you to know God's got so much more for you and I to do. Amen. But my brothers and sisters, uh, as I look here at the scripture, I couldn't help but to think about uh, the kingdom work. You see, kingdom work uh, is a great opportunity to serve each other and to help others in doing some of life's most difficult times. These brethren here at this church, I applaud you for the work that you do. I applaud you for the mindset that you have. Amen. You have a mind uh-huh, to follow Jesus and set not only an example for him, but uh, also set an example for those who have their eyes on you. I want to say to you and to everyone that's in this congregation, you have to understand that somebody is watching you. They're watching what you say and they're watching what you do. They're watching how you treat one another. 
They're watching how you talk about one another. And you're not going to tell me that you don't talk about each other. <laughs> Amen. Some of you have been having conversations since you've been in the church. We talk about what somebody is wearing. We talk about the hair that people have in the hairdo. We'll talk about everything. But do you not know you ought to be talking about how good God has been to all of us? We ought to be talking about how God has brought you through your troubles, your trials, and your tribulations. And I don't know about you, but there's a song that we sing sometimes. Amen. Uh, uh, if I couldn't say a word, I'd just wave my hand. I want you to know this morning, I, I'm thankful for who I am and what God has done for me. I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, I'm working this morning. Why do I serve? I'm serving because of what God has done for me through Jesus Christ. What if Jesus, my brothers and sisters, would do what so many of us do? Sometimes when people don't agree with us, amen, they'll stop supporting you. Am I right about it? Come on. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, we have at times, amen, we uh, will stop supporting, we'll stop working, we'll stop doing the things that we do, amen, that's a spiritual uplift to somebody simply because we're upset at somebody else. But my brothers and sisters, I don't know about you, but the work I do, I do for Jesus. I do for God because what God continually does for me. I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, when we serve, we got to sacrifice. Amen. We have to give from the inside. We have to give when it hurts. We have to give when we don't have. But you know, that's a problem. That's a problem with all of us. You see, sometimes Jesus asks so much of us, and it seems like it's more than what we can do. But I begin to look at my text, and I looked at the scripture, Brother Pastor, and in that scripture, and in that text, I find that Jesus sits because there is a multitude who is in need. And uh, the Lord knew that he had the gift, the power, and the resources to bless that congregation or that multitude that had gathered. But not only did he... Uh, take the time out for the multitude, but he took the time out for the disciples. You have to understand that many of us are the example that people are looking at from day to day. You see, the way we live and the way we walk, the way we talk and the way we keep God's word, people are looking at us and they are looking for us for guidance and example. Amen. Why, sir? I serve because the Lord steals my example. Amen. Jesus put forth some things that's hard for us. You see, my brothers and sisters, there's some personal things that's going on with some people that you know. There's some personal things that's going on with you. And there are some things that you don't intend ever to do. But I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, the Lord is asking us to do some things in our Christian walk. I looked at the scripture there in Matthew, brother pastor, and the more I looked at it, amen, I begin to think, why serve? Amen, why should I serve? 
because everything is going well with me. God is answering my prayer. He's meeting my need. Amen. And so all I have to do is just tell God thank you. Come on, somebody. Amen. Yeah, I got money in the bank. I got the job that I wanted. Amen. I got the man. I got the spouse that I wanted. I got the children that I wanted. Amen. Not only that, but I got the position in life that I wanted. So everything that I wanted, God has given to me. But you got to understand, my brothers and sisters, when God calls us, he doesn't cause, uh, call us just to sit down and do nothing. When he called the disciples, he called not only Peter, James, and John, and Andrew, but he called them to be fishers of men. God's got work for all of us to do. And I want you to know the work is not over yet. There is somebody yet that you know that don't know the Lord. And you've got to understand that God is going to prepare you for the work that lies ahead for you. But the thing you got to do is realize, amen, that I may be ill-equipped to be able to do what God wants me to do. But what you got to understand is that God's got a blessing for you. God is going to enable you to carry out his will and his work. Amen. God, through Jesus Christ, here in this scripture, began to point out some things. Amen. That the church was going to have to do. The multitude was uh, in need. And, and uh, the Lord was uh, teaching the disciples what lied ahead for them. But there were some problems uh-huh, that the disciples were going to encounter that uh, you and I may feel uncomfortable with. Look at verse 40 in that uh, same chapter. If any man will sue thee, amen, uh, at the law, take away thy coat, let him have your cloak. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twine. Amen. Why serve? Amen. When I've got everything that I want. Why should I give up what I have when I'm living in my own comfort zone? But you got to understand, my brothers and sisters, the way God blesses us, he blesses us to be a blessing to somebody else. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. Yes, my brothers and sisters, I couldn't help but to think when I got to this point uh, about a scripture that resonated within my spirit. And that uh, uh, scripture was found in the book of St. Luke, the 12th chapter, the 48th verse. And in that chapter, uh, we understand Jesus to also teach, For unto whom soever much is given of him shall much be required. You got to understand, my brothers and sisters, that God bless you. You need to be a blessing to somebody else. God Almighty. (laughs) I want you to know there's somebody that's unfortunate uh, that you see every day. And you uh, can be a blessing to that person. Amen. I want you to know God's not going to ask any more of you than he would do himself. (laughs) Come on, Rev. (laughs) You telling me that God wants me to walk some miles when I had 
enough trouble walking my mouth. Amen. But when somebody needs you, my brothers and sisters, that's the hour when God will use you best. Am I right about it? Amen. Amen. You got to understand that Jesus, my brothers and sisters, began uh, to uh, point out things that the disciples would be confronted with and would have the opportunity to do. Give to him that asked thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. Some of us got certain people that we are helped, and some folks we won't do nothing for. But what kind of Christian are you? Amen. The Lord said, whomsoever. Amen. He didn't say Sally, Jane, Sue. But he said, whosoever. Am I right about it? Amen. I've been walking down the street or driving down the street and passed somebody, amen, along the way. Amen. And this was years ago. And you, we had since then, you could stop and pick up somebody along the way. Amen. But sometimes we pass our blessing. You see, sometimes, my brothers and sisters, it's not so much as what we have, but we can be a blessing to somebody else. Come on, somebody. Amen. Yes. Why, sir? God, I'm satisfied with who I am. I'm satisfied with what I have. I'm satisfied with where you have blessed me. I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, I wasn't nobody. I was the boy from Dixonville. Y'all don't know nothing about Dixonville. But it's the poor side of town. Amen. At that place, there was a juke joint. Amen. In the city of the little town on the outskirts of Salisbury. And the people that lived in that town wouldn't expect to amount to anything or anybody. And I felt like within myself, amen, that I would never accomplish anything in my life. I felt like that I would never be anybody. And because of my surrounding, I had low self-esteem. But I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, you ought to be able to realize that you can be a blessing to somebody. You can encourage somebody. Amen. If you can't do nothing else, you ought to tell them when they're at their lowest point, you ought to tell them, try Jesus. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. Uh, I know you tried it. I know uh, uh, you called on him in the midnight hour. I know you called on him when it seemed like things were not going to get any better. I know you called on him when you were in pain. I know you called on him when your children had gone astray. And did not God hear your prayer? I know that God is a prayer answering God. Am I right about it? And I don't know about you, my brothers and sisters, but why serve? But my question is, answer is, why not serve? Am I right about it? God's been good to all of us. He's brought us from a mighty long way. I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, amen, I outlived where I was. I outlived what I used to be. I made up my mind that I could be somebody. I made up my mind that I could accomplish something in my life. And I began to develop and I began to put myself through school and through college. But you know one thing, my brothers and sisters, you got to understand every time you try to do something in your own life, amen, there is an adversary that's going to try to pull you down. 
Am I right about it? Amen. Sometimes the devil will work through people, and sometimes he'll just work in himself. But you know one thing, I found out that I can't make it without God on my side. God has been good to me. God saved me from myself. You see, my brothers and sisters, I was a bad dude. Amen. I want you to know I was mean. I was a good athlete. Not only that, but I loved women. And I loved the nightclub. But I want you to know God is able to change anybody. If God can change me, he can change anybody. Am I right about it? Why not serve him? Why do I serve him? I serve him because the Lord first loved me. When nothing else could help, I want you to know it was the Lord that lifted me. Has God lifted anybody in here? Has God been good to anybody in here? Has God brought you through anything? Why not serve him? I don't know about you, my brothers and sisters. Sometimes we want to serve God quietly. But I want you to know God wants us to make a joyful noise. Am I right about it? I heard the musician when they say, y'all sing louder. I'm telling you, you ought to holler louder and say, God, has been good to me. God's brought me from a mighty long way. Amen, my brothers and sisters. And as I get ready to close, I want you to know because, amen, yo, my time is up. <laughs> the thing that God asks of us, I want you to know it's challenging because we are in a comfort zone. Amen. I'm accomplishing, I'm doing what I want to do. I'm being who I want to be. I'm sitting on the corner of the road. I'm in the right house. I want you to know I've been in the same house for over 45 years. I tried to sell it, but you know one thing, uh, this community, amen, began to embrace us. And we decided we were going to stay in China Grove. China Grove, you've been good to us. Amen. You see, it's not so much of what you did for us monetarily. It's how you made us feel. I want you to know as a church, you can make somebody, amen, turn their decision of going in another direction into a positive way. Come on, somebody. Amen. If you look at somebody, and when you look at them, if you smile, shake their hands and tell them, God bless you. I want you to know it's an uplifting situation. It's an uplifting atmosphere. It's one that will cause you to feel a warmness in their heart and in that being. I want you to know God has blessed us. Amen. Not only has God blessed us, but I come by to challenge you today. Amen. Don't just be a pew sitter. Amen. Don't just be a choir singer. Amen. Don't just be an usher. But be a child of God. Amen. Come on, somebody. Y'all expecting something here. <laughs> you see, a child of God serves the Lord. He does the thing that pleases his God. Am I right about it? And I want you to know, as I talked about my past, my brothers and sisters, amen, sometimes it seems like that we are insignificant. It seems like that we are nobodies. It seems like that we... Uh, are doing just what uh, we are paid to do. And if I could call one witness as I get ready to take my seat. Amen. Amen. And that's a lie that all Baptist preachers tell. 
but I'm going to call one. I'm feeling good now. <laughs> As I get ready to take my seat, I want to tell you, my brothers and sisters, God's got something for us to do. Amen. And a lot of times, it does not include what men think that we are capable of doing. And what we have to understand is, my brothers and sisters, we don't follow the pattern of people, but we ought to follow the pattern of Jesus Christ. Am I right about it? Yes, my brothers and sisters, Jesus, why serve? I serve because Christ is the pattern of my life. He's the pattern of obedience. You see, my brothers and sisters, Jesus didn't come to do his will, but he came to do the will of his Father. Am I right about it? Amen. Don't try to be what somebody else is, but be like Jesus. Let him be your pattern. And not only that, Christ is the pattern for humility. You got to understand that Christ took upon himself the form of a servant. Sometimes we want people to serve us, but we got to understand that Jesus employed, he encouraged his disciples to serve his fellow man. And I want you to know, I've never wanted people to serve me. And they're always trying to treat the preacher different and serve the preacher. Pastor, you want this. Pastor, you want that. But you know, we need to learn to flip the script. We need to know that God calls us to be a servant. And I want you to know, if you're going to serve me food, my brothers and sisters, give me the plate and let me give it back to you. Because Christ set that kind of example. Christ is a pattern of prayer. You see, Christ prayed before eating. He prayed with thanksgiving. And not only that, but Christ prayed in the time of sorrow. My brothers and sisters, prayer will change things. Am I right about it? Christ is the pattern of resisting temptation. And I know the young people are tempted today. But I want you to know, we ought to have some system mind to know that Satan and the adversary and people will come in our lives and try to tempt us to do the wrong thing. But you have to keep Christ in front of you. Keep him in your mind and in your heart. Christ is the pattern of forgiving others. Am I right about it? Christ taught forgiveness. And we as a people, today before the sun go down. That person that you've been angry at. That person that you've been talking about. That person, amen, that has done the inspicable thing to you. You ought to call them up. You ought to tell them, amen, uh, that regardless as to what has happened in our lives, I forgive you. And I'm above all of that. You see, my brothers and sisters, I can't be God-given. God has forgiven me of all of my sins. And Christ is our pattern for dedication. You need to dedicate your life to Christ. If I could call my last witness, I would call old uh, small boy by the name of David. David, my brothers and sisters, amen, was at the point that he was just a shepherd. Amen. And his brothers didn't think much of him. Amen. His daddy 
was grateful that he was willing to be just a shepherd boy. But God had greater things for David. Am I right about it? I come by to tell you at First Baptist, God's got greater things for you. I know you're satisfied with your present status, but God's got something greater for you. Come on, somebody. Amen. I know, I know financially you're stable. Amen. But it's not about money. But it's about the service that you give. If you give of yourself, God will help you to defeat anything that you're confronted with. The Bible said that David was minding his own business out in the, the sheepfold and the shep with the sheep. And uh, for some reason, he went by where his brothers were. Somebody said that the Lord told him to go and check on his brothers. And when he got there, they are said to be in battle. And out in the midst of the field was a, a giant by the name of Goliath. And not only was Goliath out there, but he was challenging every Jew that was behind the walls hiding uh, waiting on the battle. I want you to know the devil is challenging you. Life is challenging you. Amen. And it's looking for somebody. It's causing us to coward ourselves and not stand up and be what God called us to be. But when David heard the challenge, there was something that began to quake and shake and begin to make him feel that he was able to defeat the giant Goliath. I want you to know there's some Goliaths in your life. Yeah. Am I right about it? Yeah. But I want you to know all you have to do is know that you've got God on your side. Amen. Am I right about it? Yeah. Yes, I can do all things through Christ. Yeah. That strengthens me. Yes, God had been good to David. David began to think about how good God had begun had been to him down through the years. And while he was gazing up into the air, somebody said he quoted that the Lord is my shepherd. And I shall not want. I want you to know God will take care of you at all times in your life. The Bible said that when old man David was there sitting with his brothers, uh, and he heard the challenge of Goliath. Uh, there was something that disturbed in him, uh, and he began to look around at the crowd. Uh, as he looked at the crowd, he began uh, to inquire, what are you all going to do? Uh, amen. I come by First Baptist. Uh, it's all the things that need to be done around the world. Uh, the question is, what uh, are you going to do? Uh, amen. The Bible said that, oh man, David, uh, amen, after inquiring, he decided to go to the king. Uh, and he told the king, I'll go uh, and fight the giant. Uh, and uh, no doubt, uh, the king began to see something within David. Uh, I want you to know God sees in you uh, what you can't see in yourself. Uh, and through God, uh, you can do anything but fail. Am I right about it? Somebody ought to say glory. glory. Hallelujah. All right, I'm going to leave you alone.
Pastor David went out, and you know the story. Goliath had his sword, his shield. He had a spear. He had everything to fight in the battle. And all David had was his slingshot and five stones. I want you to know, when you were fighting, it seemed like that you were ill-equipped. But if you've got God on your side, come on, somebody. you got all that you need. Am I right about it? And uh, if you've got what God has blessed you with in the midnight hour, you ought to be able, and I'm closing now, you ought to be able to tell God, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Uh-huh, because you've been my friend when I was friendless. You've been my brother when I didn't have a brother. You ought to tell God, thank you. You've been all that I need. Am I right about it? And you ought to tell God, thank you for the blood that's running warm in my veins. You ought to tell God, thank you, because you woke me up this morning. You started me on my way. And you ought to tell somebody who was nobody, nobody, come on and help me, nobody but the Lord that brought me say this far. May God bless you and may heaven smile upon you. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Amen. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but holy. Come on and sing with me. Holy. Trust in Jesus' name. God's been good to me. They told me that I wouldn't live A natural life until I got to the age of 17. They told me I'd be balled up in a knot. They said also when I got bit by a black widow spider mm-hmm. that I wouldn't make it through the night. Mm-hmm. But I'm still here. Amen. The doctor said, if you don't quit doing the things that you're doing, you're not going to see your daughter graduate from high school. My daughter has been out of high school now almost 20 years. Amen. God has been good to me. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. When you go to bed tonight, amen, you ought to tell God thank you. Amen. When you get up in the morning, you ought to tell God thank you. You ought to get your own prayer closet when your mate when your spouse comes and comes in, you ought to tell them, this is my pray, pray, pray closet. And you need to find your own prayer. Because <laughs> I need this time for me and the Lord. Yes. Am I right about it? Amen. And God bless you. Yes. Amen. The question is why? And the answer ought to be, why not? God bless you, and heaven smile upon you.